Today is Friday, September 10th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your Weather Command forecast. First off, we've got an air quality alert in effect until further notice. This is for our entire listening area, except for the counties of Phillips and Valley. As of 11.15, air quality in Haver and Malta was unhealthy for sensitive groups. That means active children and adults and people with respiratory disease such as asthma should limit prolonged outdoor exertion. And in Great Falls and Lewistown, air quality was unhealthy, which means active children and adults and people with respiratory disease such as asthma should avoid prolonged outdoor exertion. Everybody else, especially children, should limit prolonged outdoor exertion. For the latest up-to-date air quality, head to todaysair.mt.gov. Once again, an air quality alert in effect until further notice for our entire listening area except for Valley and Phillips counties. For the rest of your Friday, partly cloudy and hazy through the day. Highs around 80, north winds 10 to 20 miles an hour. Tonight, cooler and mostly cloudy, with a slight chance of rain in the evening, then a chance of rain after midnight. Lows 50 to 55, east winds 10 to 20 miles an hour, with a 50% chance of rain. Saturday, cooler and mostly cloudy. Chance of rain in the morning, then rain showers likely and a slight chance of thunderstorms. In the afternoon, highs 65 to 70 southeast winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, shifting to west winds 10 to 20 miles an hour in the afternoon, 70% chance of rain. Saturday night, mostly cloudy, 20% chance of rain in the evening, then partly cloudy after midnight. Lows around 45, northwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Sunday, mostly cloudy, high 70 to 75. South winds up to 10 miles an hour, shifting to the southwest in the afternoon. Sunday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain, lows around 45. Monday, partly cloudy, high 65 to 70. Monday night and Tuesday, mostly clear, lows around 40, high 70 to 75. Tuesday night and Wednesday, partly cloudy, lows around 45, high 70 to 75. Wednesday night, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain, lows around 40. And Thursday, partly cloudy, high 60 to 65. The Hill County Commission convened on Thursday for their weekly business meeting and approved a request from Health Director Kim Berg to allocate up to $100,000 in American Rescue Plan Act funds in order to combat the ongoing pandemic. The funds will be used to hire temporary contact tracers and case investigators that will be able to work off-site. Berg says that case investigations are currently taking up a vast majority of her department's time, and these temporary hires will help alleviate that burden. The job postings will likely be provided to the the commissioners by Monday, with people able to send in applications later in the week. Berg also announced that thanks to a public health emergency preparedness grant, they have hired a disease intervention specialist and a congregate living coordinator. Governor Greg Gianforte has approved the recommendations from the state's ARPA Infrastructure Advisory Commission to allocate a total of $121 million to fund the top 73 ranked competitive grant projects. Each grant has a cap of $2 million. Projects in our area that will receive funding include a Harlem Water System Improvements Project and a Chester Wastewater System Improvements Project. In addition, ARPA Water and Sewer Minimum Allocation Grants, totaling $5.8 million, will be awarded to 13 eligible projects. Local projects in our area receiving a portion of these funds include the Big Sandy Stormwater System Project, a water line project for Geraldine, a water system improvements project for Fort Benton, and a Hingham Wastewater System Improvements Project. 
The election for seats on the Fort Belknap Community Council will begin with the primary on October 5th, and there is no shortage of candidates. For the positions of president and vice president, there are five sets of candidates competing for the four-year terms. Tesha Hawley and Edward Buster Moore, Virgil Stone Chief Talks Different and Felicia Mount, Jeffrey Jeff Stiffarm and Judith J. Judy King, William T. Snuffy Main and Donald Duck Horn, and incumbent Andrew Russell Work Jr. and John A. Allen. There are also numerous other seats on the council up for election, and a full list of candidates is available at HighlineToday.com. The top two candidates in each race will advance to the general election. Taking a look at local COVID-19 updates for today, we'll start with Hill County, which yesterday reported 24 new COVID cases, 14 recoveries, one hospitalization, and one COVID-related death. Total case count for Hill County, 2,417, 105 active with 5 hospitalized, 2,263 recoveries, 49 deaths. Over in Blaine County, yesterday they reported 13 new COVID-19 cases and 3 recoveries. Total case count for Blaine County, 1,009, 54 active, 931 recoveries, 24 deaths. Over in Phillips County, yesterday they reported three new COVID cases and three recoveries. Their total case count, 586, 9 active, 1 hospitalized, 559 recoveries, 18 deaths. We did not receive a COVID-19 case update from Shoto or Liberty Counties, so we'll move on to state news. And today, according to the state of Montana's dashboard, Montana reported 977 new COVID-19 cases, bringing the cumulative total to 133,715. Active case count 7,252. Active hospitalizations 338. Death toll 1,834. Counties with the most new cases today. Yellowstone 168, Flathead 120, Missoula 112, Gallatin 99, Cascade 90, Lewis and Clark 57, Butte Silverbow 52, Ravalli 28, Lake and Park both 27, and Lincoln 25. And looking at the vaccine dashboard for today, total COVID-19 vaccine doses administered is up to 961,328, with 471,394 Montanans fully immunized. That's 51% of the eligible population. The Hungry Horse News reports that four grizzly bears in the Polebridge area were euthanized after they repeatedly got into garbage and broke into vehicles. Bear management specialist Tim Manley says he was left with no choice but to kill a 20-year-old female grizzly and her three cubs. He added that this would have been preventable if people took simple steps to secure garbage and food. The bears had entered a trailer that was storing garbage and also got into a grill on a porch, as well as two garbage cans where clips were not working. In addition, they found their way into a pickup topper that had food and garbage inside. The Billings Gazette reports that an investigation is underway after a body was found in the Yellowstone River on Thursday morning near John Dover Memorial Park. Yellowstone County Sheriff Mike Linder says they have a possible ID on the subject, but are awaiting an autopsy to confirm the identity. Linder said the medical examiner will determine the cause of death, but there are no immediate signs of foul play. A three-mile-wide swath of central and downtown buildings, where groundwater has been contaminated with chlorinated solvents from laundromat operations, is set to receive federal Superfund status per a notice issued by the Environmental Protection Agency Wednesday. 
Superfund status enables access to federal funding and expertise for cleanup projects aimed at protecting human health and the environment. The Montana Free Press says the chemical of primary concern at the billing site is known as PCE, which has been detected in an 855-acre plume of contaminated groundwater. EPA said there are no known drinking water wells along the site. Residents and businesses above the plume are on city water. The bulk of the contamination concerns centers on vapors that drift up from pollution source into overlying structures, where they can accumulate. The contamination is believed to have started in the 1960s, and three current or former dry cleaning sites are located within the site's footprint near the head of the plume. The site has also been contaminated with petroleum hydrocarbons leaking from underground storage tanks. The state of Montana recognized it as a state Superfund site in 1992. The Montana Department of Environmental Quality identified the site as a high priority for cleanup and issued a remedial investigation report in 2019. DEQ will be a coordinating partner on the project, with EPA as the lead agency working on the cleanup. EPA's involvement has drawn support from Governor Greg Gianforte, his predecessor Steve Bullock, the City of Billings, Riverstone Health, and the Rocky Mountain Tribal Leaders Council. The Montana Free Press reports that Secretary of State Christy Jacobson is now facing a fourth lawsuit over new election laws passed this spring. The latest legal challenge was filed Thursday by a trio of state-based voting rights organizations, Montana Youth Action, the Montana Public Interest Research Group, and the Forward Montana Foundation. In their complaint filed in Yellowstone County District Court, the groups allege that three bills approved by the legislature and signed by Governor Greg Gianforte will restrict voting access for young Montanans. Senate Bill 169 imposed several changes to voter identification regulations, including a requirement that student IDs be accompanied by a second form of identification. House Bill 176 eliminated Election Day voter registration in the state, and House Bill 506 prohibits counties from distributing mail ballots to people who don't meet residency and age requirements at the time of mailing, but who will be eligible to vote on Election Day. The complaint refers to the three bills collectively as, quote, a cocktail of voter suppression measures that land heavily on the young, end quote, and requested that all three be ruled unconstitutional. Both SB 169 and HB 176 were drafted by the legislature at Jacobson's request. In response to the latest lawsuit, a spokesperson for Jacobson's office emailed the following statement to Montana Free Press. Quote, the voters of Montana spoke when they elected a Secretary of State that promised improved election integrity with voter ID and voter registration deadlines, and we will work hard to defend those measures. End quote. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. We'll start with Hill County, where winter wheat is $6.76, spring wheat $8.58, Blaine County, winter wheat $6.66, spring wheat $8.53, Liberty County, winter wheat $6.81, spring wheat $8.58, Shoto County, winter wheat $6.76, spring wheat $8.58, and Phillips County, winter wheat $6.61, spring wheat $8.48. And now, taking a look at funeral notices for today. Catherine Cisnace, 76, passed away August 22nd at Billings Clinic. A graveside service will be held at 11 a.m. Saturday, September 11th at Wing Cemetery in Hoagland. Due to COVID, there will be no luncheon following the service. Doris Hamilton, 90, passed away September 7th at her home in Chinook. A graveside will be held at 3 p.m. Saturday, September 11th at Cooper Memorial Cemetery. 
Janice Skip Patricia Schubert, 81, passed away August 23rd at Northern Montana Hospital. A memorial service in Skip's honor will be 10 a.m. Saturday, September 18th, at Holland and Bonine Funeral Chapel, with Isla McLenahan officiating. Memorials in Skip's honor may be made to a memorial of one's choice. And Kurt L. Miller, 74, passed away at Northern Montana Hospital due to natural causes on Tuesday, August 31st. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be held at 2 p.m. today, that's Friday, September 10th, at Holland and Bonine Funeral Chapel. A reception to honor Kurt's life and love of music will be held immediately following the memorial service at the St. Jude Parish Center across from Pepin Park. His family is in the process of setting up a scholarship fund through the University of Montana for music education, and more information will be posted as it becomes available. And that does it for your Friday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Friday and a great weekend. Stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.